Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. reconnect with realign ourselves with the silence and the stillness So the knowing that we speak of is simply the knowing of the way things are. It's not an intellectual knowing. It's not a science. We're not, nothing wrong with scientific knowledge. Scientific knowledge is conceptual, categorizes objects, tries to work out how they behave. tries to predict the future. So science is obviously very useful to human beings for us to survive, make sure that our physical and emotional needs are looked after. But the wisdom in Zen 
And the knowing in Zen is not that kind of knowing. That's why it's often, you'll often come across in the Zen literature, things like not knowing. Or no mind. So the mind that we are freeing ourselves from is our conceptual mind, our thinking mind, our categorizing mind, our judging mind, which is entirely appropriate and necessary for our survival. But is totally useless when it comes to a more wise sense of happiness or peace. So peace of mind cannot be found by the, the thinking mind. And the thinking mind is one of the ways in which the sense of a separate self comes into being. So think of the self as part of the world of form, it's the personal self, the separate self. The ego self is part of the world of form. And by another word for self is suffering. So um, whenever there's a sense of separateness, a separate self, a separate sense of other, whether we're talking about objects or we're talking about people, along with that will go suffering. So suffering and self are in a way synonymous. And the reason for that being is that the thinking mind and the, the emotions which it generates can never come to a sense of completeness or peace. It's just not possible. Because they are manifestations in the world of form. All we have to do is see that they're inherently empty, inherently formless. And then suffering comes to an end. In the Heart Sutra, Gate Gate, Parigate, Parasangate, Bodhisattva, gone, gone, gone beyond. So gone to the other shore. This other shore called Nirvana is not a different reality from the reality of samsara. It's exactly the same reality. Only we're not tricked into the illusion of seeing ourselves solely as a form. We see through the form into the formless. Because formlessness is our true nature. We can do that. It's not something we have to cultivate.
So silence and stillness are really the only kind of effort we need to make when carrying out our Zazen meditation formal practice. A sense of deep listening and silence. And we seen as the essence of receptivity. We're no longer seeking or grasping, we're simply receiving the gift of life moment by moment. We are totally dependent upon life. Life is not dependent upon us. All we have to do is relax, surrender, release, just rest as life itself. There's nothing we can do to improve upon life itself. Just being life itself as it is. Of course, when we um, we're not often practicing formal meditation, formal zazen. Most of the time, we find ourselves in the world of form, and it's very easy to get entangled in the world of form, as you know. So, how can we enter back into the world of form? not lose touch with our formless nature. But we're never separate. That's the, that's the wonderful thing about this practice. We're never separate from our formless nature. It's who we are. It's only our entanglement with form which prevents us from seeing that clearly. But moving from formal meditation and the sense of being a receptive openness, we move into the world and respond. We respond, hopefully, from that place of formlessness from the heart that is not entangled with form. The heart which does not discriminate 
the heart which does not judge, the heart which naturally is loving because is totally accepting. This is the beauty of all things. Throughout the day, we can see or listen to how we get entangled in form when the sense of self and other arises. We cannot, we're not, this practice is not about trying to control or repress anything. If anger arises, at the same time, you can be certain that self is also arising. We can listen to the anger. We don't have to be led by the anger. Anger is simply one aspect of the form world that is arising in that moment to alert us to another aspect of the form world. And we do need all our five senses and our mind to navigate in the world of form. So Zen is all about this movement from form to the formless and back again into form. Only this time, hopefully, we're not so blind to the formless. And hence, little by little, we start to hopefully untangle ourselves a little bit from form. Our mind is, our thinking mind is very sticky. It gets stuck a lot. It gets stuck on things, stuck on ideas, beliefs. Stuck on the way things should be or shouldn't be. So this disentanglement is about getting unstuck. Formlessness is inherently unstuck. You can't tie it down to anything. It's inherently free because it is free of form. 
And we know this, you don't have to believe me. You can know a thought, you can know a sensation, you can know a sound. You would not be able to know them unless there was this formlessness, this consciousness or awareness that we are. And we can see clearly that we are not thoughts, we are not sensations, we are not our feelings. Life itself, formlessness, awareness, consciousness, it's impossible, it has no owner, there's nobody who owns it. You can't sell it for money. Or maybe you can. <laughs> maybe you can sell the idea of it for money. But it is in the literature referred to as the priceless gem. But formlessness is very subtle. Form is very gross. Form is easy to get entangled in. We can see it and touch it, feel it. For most of us, form is the only reality. But reality is not only form. Reality is also the formless. You cannot enter the world of the formless. if you are attached to the world of form. But the world of form is no different. It's identical to the formless. It's simply the way in which we experience the world 
through our senses and mind creates the world of form. But there is nothing in the world of form which is fixed. There's nothing in the world of form which has any fixed identity. The only thing which keeps it together is our concepts. We language it into being. There's nothing wrong with that. That's necessary. That's how we survive. Samsara, the world of form, is the world of birth and death. Formlessness is the unborn and the undying. We don't want to we don't want to reject the world of form. We don't want to we're not running away from the world of form. We're not trying to hide away in some timeless realm of awareness where we're not going to be affected by form. It's kind of another way of getting attached to the idea of formlessness. We just simply want to experience the world of form without any fear. To experience the world of form from the perspective of love rather than fear. By knowing that we have nothing to fear in the world of form. can embrace our preferences, our idiosyncrasies, our, what we enjoy in the world of form, including the people we love. We can allow ourselves to become attached to the people we love. 
knowing that we're going to experience grief when we lose them. Just practice is not about trying to run away from attachment or grief in that sense. But just to clearly see grief as grieving. Nothing to be afraid of. Grieving just being a manifestation of love. So seeing into the world of the formless just allows ourselves to embrace the world of form. To be in the world, but not entirely of the world. In fact, the world of form is our great teacher, isn't it, really? It's the world of form in which we experience impermanence and interdependence. Without the world of form, we would be unable to realize the world of the forms. In a sense, We need the world of form to recognize the formless. Just one world in reality. And the world of form is never going to conform to our expectations or requirements. So it's going to continuously 
create opportunities for us to feel upset and frustrated and disappointed. So the world of form creates suffering, creates the self which suffers, which creates the opportunity for us to bring an end to the suffering through seeing the world of formlessness. I mean, the world of form is really where it's at, isn't it, really? I mean, that's where all the goodies are. That's where the pleasure and the pain is. And of course, we have to accept that the world of form, the world of opposites, no pleasure without pain. the world of nirvana performs as a sweetness as well, sweetness of peace, freedom, surrender, release, giving up the struggle. perfume of silence. The sweetness of stillness. The joy of deep relaxation. to hang on to.
I'll just finish this guided meditation by reciting the Heart Sutra. Avalokiteshvara, who helps all to awaken, moves in the deep pools of realizing wisdom beyond wisdom, sees that all five streams of body, heart and mind are without boundaries and frees all from anguish. So Avalokiteshvara is who we are. She's the one who knows. O Shariputra, who listens to the teaching of the Buddha, form is not separate from boundlessness. Boundlessness is not separate from form. Form is boundlessness. Boundlessness is form. Feelings, perceptions, inclinations and discernment are also like this. Inclinations being all kinds of mental formations, discernment being discriminating consciousness. O Shariputra, boundlessness is the nature of all things. In fact, there really aren't any things, are there? It neither arises nor perishes, neither stains nor purifies, neither increases nor decreases. Boundlessness, of course, is not limited by form. How could it be? Nor by feelings, perceptions, inclinations, or discernment. And it is inherently free of the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind. Free of sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, and any object of mind. Free of sensory realms, including the realm of the mind. It is free of ignorance and the end of ignorance. Boundlessness is free of old age and death. And free of the end of old age and death. It's free of suffering, arising, cessation and heart. And free of wisdom and attainment. Being free of attainment, those who help all to awaken, abide in the realization of wisdom beyond wisdom and live with an unhindered mind. Without hindrance, the mind has no fear, free from confusion. Those who lead all to liberation embody profound serenity. All those in the past, present and future realize wisdom beyond wisdom, manifest unsurpassable and thorough awakening. Know that realizing wisdom beyond wisdom is no other than this wondrous mantra, luminous, unequaled and supreme. It relieves all suffering, it is genuine, not illusory. So set forth this mantra of realizing wisdom beyond wisdom. Set forth this mantra that says, Gate Gate, Karagate, Parasangate, Bodhiswaha, gone, gone, gone beyond, all together have gone. Awakening joy, we've all gone into the boundlessness.